The comments, views, and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily represent the views of Point72 Academy. All information provided herein is for informational purposes only and should not be deemed as a recommendation to buy or sell securities. All investments involve risk, including the loss of principal. This podcast does not constitute an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to purchase any security or investment product. Any such offer or solicitation may only be made by means of delivery of an approved confidential offering memorandum. This podcast may not be copied and it may not be distributed or furnished to or used by anyone other than the intended recipient without the express written consent of Point72. In terms of challenges that I face in my career, I think in the beginning, I wanted to be quote unquote right. And I was afraid to voice my opinions unless I was 95% sure I had all the info. That made me slow, that made me late to ideas, and that made me stubborn when I did have an idea. I've learned that it's okay not to be perfect. Perfection holds you back from being a calculated risk taker. We all relate to failure and vulnerability, and it's a key source of learned wisdom. My PM used to say, if you're not in a position to fail, you don't actually matter. That's Jean Hornstein, a faculty member at the Point72 Academy. She spent more than a decade as a portfolio manager and analyst at a few firms, including ours. Today, she's helping me train the next generation of Point72 analysts. We help talent from all backgrounds earn their place in an investing career because we believe in performance, not pedigree, and that having diverse perspectives will give us a unique view on the market. Hi, I'm Jamie Goodfriend, director of the Point72 Academy. Since 2015, we've helped more than 125 recent grads and early career professionals discover an investing career and earn an analyst role with us. We did that through a curriculum of training, coaching, and mentorship that we believe is the best way to teach people to understand the markets and build fundamental analysis skills that they can apply across their careers. Over the course of this season, we're gonna take you into the classroom and introduce you to real investment teams. You'll also hear how people's life experiences have shaped their careers and gives us a valuable diversity of perspectives and backgrounds. This is a career with limitless opportunity for people with curiosity and drive, but it can also be intimidating, especially for people who are just starting out. I know because I've been in your shoes. I've been a first year investment banker, a first-year sell-side analyst, and a first-year hedge fund analyst. At times, it was a struggle. This is the program I wish I'd had to help me find footing faster in the most exciting job on earth. Last episode, we gave you a crash course on a career in finance and introduced you to a few people at our firm who started their careers in investment banking and equity research. This time, we're going from a 10,000-foot view of finance to a close-up view of the Point72 Academy. We'll cover the opportunities we offer, the curriculum we teach, and how the Academy sets you on the track for career-long learning. To do that, I'm going to bring in one of my favorite people. Remember Jean? She's seen our industry from every side. She's had success, and she's also overcome some setbacks. If you're interested in becoming an investment analyst, there's no one better to talk to. Jean, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks for having me. You've been a senior faculty member with the Academy since 2018. And before that, you've had an analyst career and PM roles, both here and at other firms. Let's start with your role in the Academy program. What's your experience been like so far and what do you do every day? 
Well, I started the firm in 218, um, although I was also an analyst here from 210 to 214. And when I was hired, my mandate was to scale the academy, to expand the academy, and continue to innovate and improve the curriculum, and basically do everything we need to do to get associates ready for the platform. And so when I started, we were working a lot on curriculum what tickers to work on, what things to swap out to evolve with the markets, and teach things like how to think about the value chain from soup to nuts. And now I do a lot more in the second half of the curriculum, helping students to think more commercially, how to translate their research into thinking about the stock, and how to continuously monitor positions. I also work closely with PM teams to get feedback and keep current on how analysts can keep moving up the skills curve. What is Point72 Academy? It's a program where we hire both recent college grads and experienced hires outside of the hedge fund world, and we pay them to learn to be investors. The program is 11 months and starts with the classroom learning, but quickly transitions to applied learning on how to research companies, how that translates into what matters to the investments and the stock. Many of our associates come through the Point72 Academy Internship Program. It's an eight-week program that happens during the summer that goes through the basic building blocks of the research process. In addition to the Summer Analyst Internship Program, there are a few other programs for people looking to explore the world of investing, such as the Winternship Program, which takes place in January, and the Diversity Accelerator, and other accelerated programs. Walk us through what the Academy is step-by-step in detail. Well, it's broken down into uh, three elements. The first couple of months is really a baseline, a level setting, right? Because we hire a lot of people who are non-finance majors. So it's we teach you everything you need to know from accounting to corporate finance to stats. And then we move into the investment process, how to do research on companies, what does the investments process look like. And then you get to practice it on many different industries, many different companies. You get to form your own views. You get to debate it out with your classmates. And then we bring in people from around the firm so you can see how they do it differently because there's no one size fits all. Everyone looks at the world differently, even if they cover the same stocks. And then the last two months are two one-month pre-em rotations where you get to try it and you get to see what it's like to work on a real team and then you place. How does the academy compare to other ways that people interested in finance can start their careers? Well, I think about the academy like an accelerated program on critical thinking. We don't teach you what to think, but push you on how to think and make third and fourth order connections to what's happening today. A lot of other ways, like banking, private equity, focuses on maximizing how to structure the transaction and also emphasizes the selling or the marketing aspect of the transaction. These decisions need to be made in a short time, in a few weeks, but take years to play out. There's more flexibility in the public markets. You don't control the sandbox in which you play, and you have to recognize that, um, and the world changes a lot. So rolling that all together, what do analysts do all day? The hedge fund analyst job is a rare one because you come in towards the top of the career track. There are only two levels, analysts or PM. It's not about title. It's not about politics. It's about ideas and reiterating learnings to deploy a consistent objective process. That can mean different things on different days for an analyst. The first priority is to manage things in the book. That can be analyzing news for portfolio positions, refining or building models to re-underwrite what you think about the future. It also means constantly being on the lookout to make connections between companies, industries, and finding new ideas. An analyst is trying to predict future inflection points, but also trying to figure out 
what doesn't fit? What's not right here? And dig deeper to see if there's something to do or to work on more research. It means focusing on what is incrementally changing on the margin and who that impacts and where to do more work. (laughs) With all the activities that you list, where do we focus on teaching and how is that useful to academy associates? We're teaching the basic building blocks of the research process. It's a framework of thinking that's repeatable and can be applied to any industry in any company. And it starts with asking the right questions. What are the right questions that matter? You can start to make plausible scenarios for answers. And often, I compare it to like chicken soup. Everyone knows the recipe, but the quality starts with the ingredients, which is you, your traits, how you think. And then you layer on the investment process or the recipe. But over time, you refine and perfect the consistency, and you'll add your special ingredient to really make it your own. What are some of the patterns you've recognized in successful students? The best students are tinkerers, which means they're iterative. They don't get it perfect the first time, but they incorporate feedback. They believe everything can be improved, and they constantly make tweaks so it gets better every time. They're continuously learning. Tinkers are creative. They're inventors. They're looking for the fresh take to solve the problem, and they're not afraid to ask questions. Now, they don't just ask for the answer, but they come and say, hey, I was trying to figure out the impact of an upcoming product cycle. Here are a few ways I thought about it. What do you think? They're critical reasoners. They make intuitive connections between businesses and across industries and recognize patterns. The world wasn't invented in a day. Everything is going to look, feel, and smell like something else that worked or failed. They can map these mental models onto the current situation to help support the plausible outcome for the future. So why is the academy valuable if you want to be an analyst? What does it provide that's differentiated or really the most useful in order to have analysts progress to the next level the fastest? It really allows you to be first off the running blocks. We know what it takes to succeed as an analyst here, and we keep in close contact with what PM teams want. The goal of the program is to interact with PMs, analysts, and coaches who are all investors before. It's a great player-coach model, and we recognize that the bar is always changing and we're evolving with it. So how do analysts know that they're succeeding once they've graduated? Success is simple. Success looks like meeting the hurdle to get hired onto a PM team. Even though we call it an academy, it's not really school. The goal is to get a job, and you're not competing with your class. PMs want a junior asset that has high intellectual horsepower, grit, and is very coachable. That can be a wide variety of profiles, including people with a lot more experience. And so it's an absolute bar. PMs don't have to hire from the academy, but the majority of the time they do because of the potential they see and the thinkers they see versus the competition. This is an industry with a lot of smart people. What do you think sets the best analysts apart? This is not just about being smart. I read somewhere that the world is full of highly intelligent, unsuccessful people. Great analysts are highly detail-oriented, but can boil down all the complexity into something very simple. It's like your college thesis. You know it so well, you can explain it in five sentences to a kindergartner. They use logical reasoning to come up with actionable insights. We in the industry call this commerciality. Do you understand why it matters, how it impacts the company's core ability to make money, and what's changing? They aren't afraid to take measured risks and put themselves out there and take a view with only maybe 70% of the information. How does hiring people from diverse backgrounds and perspectives build this kind of great analyst and, and differentiate the firm? We are in the business of finding great ideas. 
Your ideas are a product of your view on the world, which is based on your life experiences. Two people can look at the same set of facts and come up with different conclusions based on how they weight information. So people from different backgrounds think differently. We strive to get differentiated thinkers. And it certainly beats getting pitched the same idea over and over again. Jean, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. This was really fun. As you heard, we have opportunities for people from all backgrounds to find their path to investing. And that's important because when you're just starting out in your career, it can be overwhelming. There are a lot of options, and some of the best-known and most prestigious-seeming routes aren't actually for everyone. There are trade-offs in every role. Freedom and job security, work-life balance, compensation, challenging problems. And it can be tough to know exactly how a job stacks up until you've done it. Before we let Jean go, we asked her to tell us about how she found her way into her career and how that led her to us. When I was growing up, I wanted to become a doctor. My parents were immigrants. We didn't have a lot when I was young. And becoming a doctor was the gold standard career. My mom, I love her dearly, but she's a bit of a tiger mom. And she had this binder she handed to me when I was 12 called A Thousand and One Things I Needed to Do to Get into Harvard. Well, I didn't get into Harvard, <laughs> and that broke her heart. Uh, but I went into MIT. I majored in biology and loved the science of it. Um, it was very unexpected because I never thought I would go to MIT, um, but I loved it. I loved solving problems. I loved picking apart and reverse engineering things, and I applied to medical school. To be honest, when I applied to medical school, I wasn't even thinking critically about it. I was trying to follow a roadmap, and it looked something like, get good grades, check. Go to college, check. Become a cardiothoracic surgeon, check. Then save the world. But then when I started doing it, it became more apparent to me that I was following a checklist and I wasn't passionate about it on my own. It really came to a head my senior year when I was applying to medical school. And the essay question is, why do you want to go to medical school? I had nothing impassioned to say about it to tell my story. I knew it was going to be a problem. And what I liked about science was the hypothesis testing. Thinking through what I thought, using data and research to iterate and test it and, and let it ruminate and support a conclusion. Hypothesis testing could apply to many fields, like finance, but I had never even taken a finance class. My roommate basically told me just to go on a bunch of finance interviews. My first interview was Lehman in sales and trading at the time, and they asked me where the S&P 500 was. I was like, what is the S&P 500? Needless to say, it didn't go well. Um, I had to study on my own, figure out what this stuff is. I didn't have great mentors. I took jobs knowing they were going to be difficult, intense experiences because I wanted to learn. But I went in eyes wide open. Like I knew that I was not going to like investment banking very much because <laughs> I was going to a boutique M&A shop that was going to work 140 hours a week. But I wanted to learn how to model. So I did it. It was probably worse than I thought in terms <laughs> of the enjoyment of the work and what it meant I had to do in terms of mortgaging my life <laughs> and work-life balance. But it cre But I learned a lot. I learned how to model. I learned about attention to detail. I learned about being humble. I learned about rolling up your sleeves and like digging in into uh, the things that are not glamorous to pick apart the details, to focus on what matters, to find interesting insights. 
And I made friends for life because my banking class, like we didn't have friends outside of work because we worked too much. So we became each other's friends outside of work. And so, yes, it meant working till four in the morning. We would go out and then we'd shower at the gym and then be at work at nine. My first introduction in being an investor was into a mutual fund. I liked it because it was long-term trends, good companies, and I thought it was a very friendly way to enter the buy side. But what I realized is once you have the idea on, there wasn't much for me to do. And at the fund I worked at, there was a lot of pushback if you wanted to have different ideas outside of an index which I felt a little confining. So I moved to a hedge fund. The market creates opportunities both ways, and markets are not always efficient. And for every secular trend, there's a winner and a loser and something misunderstood. I really wanted to suss out companies that were experiencing change that was not yet apparent on the surface. So I moved to a long-biased hedge fund. It was sort of the next transition (laughs) on my evolution, and eventually to point 72. I joined as an analyst. Somebody was starting a TMT book and was looking for someone to cover tech, um, so to build out a media telco book. I had only worked before at long biased hedge funds. And so it was a really great learning experience my first year. I think in the beginning, I lacked confidence because I didn't know anything. And I wasn't sure what was important. I wanted to be quote unquote right. And I was afraid to voice my opinions unless I was 95% sure I had all the info. That made me slow, that made me late to ideas, and that made me stubborn when I did have an idea and an opinion. I had to learn to let go a bit. It was hard to transition from a scientific mindset to one of being an investor. In science, you have to be right because, like in the case of biology and cancer, the implications are life-changing. They have implications for people's lives. But as an investor, the world is changing so fast, and you have to adapt, and much is unknown. It's about building and supporting plausible outcomes. That was a really different way of thinking. I've learned that it's okay not to be perfect. Perfection holds you back from being a calculated risk taker. We all relate to failure and vulnerability, and it's a key source of learned wisdom. My PM used to say, if you're not in a position to fail, you don't actually matter. My experience has helped me mentor investors because I relate to my students. My career is full of trial and error. I know how hard it can be, but if you work at it, you'll find your own way. It's a true player coach model in the academy. I've played the game before, I know what it takes to be successful, and we keep in close contact with PM teams and what they want. We aim to invest in students and meet them where they're at and coach them to set them up for success. I'm like that nervous class mom who roots for you but cringes at times and says, oh no, don't do that, or oh no, that's not how I would do it. But when it works and it clicks together for the student and they find their own way, it's better than how I would have done it. And it's my proudest moment ever. Jean's career wasn't straightforward. You heard how some traditional paths weren't for her and how she had to overcome setbacks along the way. The fact is, almost nobody's career goes in a straight line. The best thing you can do is do work that interests and challenges you and build skills that support that work. The real predictors of success aren't lines on a resume. They're values. Grit, creativity, coachability, work ethic, and the highest ethical standards. These are things that are going to take you anywhere you want to go 
and let you define your own career path. If you don't believe me, next you'll hear from two Academy grads who jumped off the beaten path to become analysts at our firm. My name is Albert Lowe. I'm a technology analyst here at Point72, covering mainly hardware and semiconductors up and down the supply chain. Hi, I'm Alice. I'm also a tech analyst here at Point72. I work under Albert as his junior analyst. Alice is obviously like super intelligent. She's really good at dissecting like a problem into like kind of small pieces and working on them. You know, I think she's picked up coverage a lot faster than me or even like my portfolio manager could have hoped for. And, you know, I think a lot of the credit goes to the Academy program as well, too. You know, it's really given her like the background and kind of temperament needed to, you know, hit the ground running and, you know, really pick things up quickly. I definitely see uh, Albert as more of a mentor over anything. Like I have my own coverage, smaller names, so I can turn to him for a lot of the broader ideas. And, you know, he's been covering this for a lot longer than I have. So he knows just way more than I do about the space and coming out of the academy and out of college. A lot of the nuances you don't really know. And he's very open to like sharing any of his knowledge and you know being very patient with me. And I definitely could not have asked for like a better senior analyst. So I joined the Academy program back in fall 2015. You know, my class was kind of the first class that the firm was traveling this Academy program with. And, you know, it was pretty uncharted territory for us and the firm at the time. I mean, obviously, the firm had a very clear idea of, you know, the transition from Academy analysts and actual analysts. But for us, it was kind of still very up in the air. We we're all like kind of, you know, working really hard and, you know, competing to try to carve out a space for ourselves. But yeah, the big question that we had was, you know, after a year, you know, what happens? Like, if you don't get placed on a team, you know, you're kind of like a year out from college. You don't have the relevant, like, banking experience. You know, where do you end up if you don't end up on on the firm? You know, is Jamie and Jean going to write me a diploma and, you know, use that to apply for, you know, banking or something else? It was kind of unclear at the time. But, um, you know, I'm glad we did it. And, you know, hindsight, it seems like the most, like, obvious decision in the world, you know, being on this side of the fence getting paid by the firm to be taught by like top business school professors with a better work-life balance and investment banking. And I'm glad we did it. And, you know, that's where we ended up today. I doubled in uh, math and computer science at MIT. And so throughout college, I really didn't have a great idea of what I want to do. Like, honestly, by chance, I uh, applied for the Point72 summer internship. I didn't really have any investing experience before that. Um, so, you know, kind of was flying blind, like going into the summer internship. But I think that was like really my first experience with investing or even like looking at stocks or public companies in general. I found that very enjoyable and just very dynamic, um, way more dynamic than like studying math. What helped me enjoy was just like the people too. Like a lot of people I met during the summer rotation um, have become like some of my best friends now. And those relationships have also lasted me. You know, I agree with Alice here. Like, I mean, when I first started, we didn't have like a team around us yet, but you know, I really have to credit like some of the older analysts here at the firm that kind of, you know, took the time out of their day to kind of, you know, check in on me, you know, kind of guide me and you know, help me find my place in the firm. You know, I think it's really important to, you know, kind of pay it forward as well, too. And, you know, I try to make sure that the juniors, especially, you know, they're able to get the same experience that I had as well, too. You know, being available, you know, trying to share some of the experience and like pitfalls that I encountered as well. Anyone should feel free to come up and, you know, ask me questions or talk shop. You know, I think being a mentor, not only do you have the opportunity to teach people, but, you know, you do, in fact, I think learn a lot more about your coverage and yourself by, you know, being put in that position to kind of mentor and teach people as well. Um, my transition from the academy to the platform has been pretty smooth, I would say. Having so many like good mentors around me to help me with that, uh, like six out of seven analysts on my team right now have been through the academy and they know what it's like to like transition. 
the academy is like structured into three different parts so you have first the classes portion and then you have the middle part where you do projects and then the end is like rotation um so for the classes portion it's kind of like college where you're just like you spend half a day um in the classroom and you know listening to professor and um in the afternoon there's like assignments and what it could be a group assignment or like individual assignments and you kind of spend the rest of the day working on that and sending it through so for us we had first an accounting professor come in and then we had a corporate finance and then we had a um operations uh professor come in and then there's like assignments every day a test at the end and a project and during the rotation usually you just like you're, you're kind of like ramping on different companies and so you're learning about a company that you probably like never heard about before or like something very different but um you have like people that have done like know the company well or like have been on this job for a long time like helping you throughout the way and um it's like pretty rewarding in a sense like you, you you're not quite like actually on the platform yet but like you you get like a very real feel of like what it's like and um also like how the processes of different teams work it's a good transition between like academy where you're basically learning um towards the going on the actual platform you also just get a feel of like what is it like to be in like a like a team that is like trading every day and or like a live team and um you get to also meet like a lot of analysts and like see their different sectors and how they operate one of the best things the academy prepared me for was kind of the velocity here on the platform. You know, just being able to kind of jump between one idea to another pretty quickly, like, you know, figuring out what's important, moving on to the next thing. From a personal level, I think, you know, it really helped to kind of instill that, you know, no one's an island even here, you know, especially coming to academy, everyone comes in with different skill sets at different levels. You know, sure, you could like try to go on your own and, you know, try to pick things up yourself, but, you know, you'll find that you'll fall behind people that kind of reach out you know, work collaboratively, everyone building on each other's skill sets. And, you know, I think even on the platform here too, especially with all the analysts and you know, everyone being an expert at their own space or with their own techniques, you know, I think really behooves um, analysts to kind of reach out and, you know, learn from as many people as possible. For me, like having Albert there is like super helpful because like he just knows so much more and like he has like a different point of view than me because he's just seen so much more and like you know having him there and like being able to like question me or like ask questions is great and but I think my favorite part of the job is really just being like uh like stimulated like all the time thinking a lot and like questioning myself but also having like a group of people that I really enjoy being with to also help me through that. That was Albert Lowe and Alice Hsu talking about their experiences in the Point72 Academy and how it trained them to be investment analysts at our firm. I'm Jamie Goodfriend, and this is Inside Point72 Academy, a guide to becoming a hedge fund analyst, season two. Listen to our entire series to hear from portfolio managers, analysts on the ins and outs of this industry, and learn how you can become a part of it. Visit our website at point72.com forward slash academy to learn more about how we are training the next generation of investors. Thanks for listening.